Thanks for joining us on Renovation Podcast. My name's John Oglesby. I'm here with Dr. Christopher Cohn. Hello. And I am excited for today. This is going to be good. Shall I spin the wheel of topicality? <laughs> Absolutely. Hit it. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to be talking today then about media in the life of the believer. So where does it, I mean, is, is there a place for it? Is there not? Um, I guess really it's a lot of times I would get, I get caught up in being, you know, I feel like I'm wasting time if I'm um, being entertained, I guess, by media or uh, in that, that kind of area. So it's like, oh, like last night. My wife and I, you know, we bought a house and we're doing redoing all of the floors and I have a deadline. It's like, I've got to get it done by this time. And last night I just decided after doing some work, I was like, you know, what, I'm just going to go home and we're going to spend some time together and we're going to watch a movie. And it's going to, you know, even though I guess you don't, you don't get to talk much, but it's just the relaxing, spending time with your wife, but being entertained by a movie. Uh, where does that fall? Because at that time, you almost feel like, well, I'm not being productive. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing something. You know. So, um, is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Is it supposed to be there? I mean, I mean, where does where does entertainment slash media fall in the life yeah, of the believer? You, you need to cancel your your uh, Netflix subscription. Sell, <laughs> sell your TV. Sell your devices. You know, there's a few directions you could go with with this. Um, I think. There are a few passages that come to mind with respect to a grounding principle. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, I think about uh, uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verses 8 and 9. Uh, and he says there, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. And I think that uh, uh, that's verse eight. The conclusion of that verse, when it says, "If if anything that's of excellence and worthy of praise, dwell on these things or uh, or or think on these things," the verb there is actually legitimai, which is it, dwell would be a different verb. Um, uh, this is this is better think you know logitzimai we get our word logic from that right so logitzimai so think on these things and there are lots of ways in in which excellence and praiseworthy things can be can be communicated uh, you know I think for example and this is a passage we hit quite a lot in the, in these podcasts. Um, it's fun that our wheel of topicality led us to this topic this morning. Uh, I say that tongue-in-cheek. But in 3.16 of uh, Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So there's an example of you have two categories of communication. On the one side, you are uh, you are based on the word of Christ dwelling richly in you. You're... you're with wisdom, teaching and admonishing each other, uh, uh, and then also the, some of the media involved are discussed: psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Right, so music plays into that. And then the second piece of it was singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So uh, there's an internal aspect of communicating with the Lord, fellowshipping with Him, and then an external aspect 
of uh, engaging with each other in that way. And media is involved in, in Colossians 3.16, and I, I think it's also involved in, in uh, Philippians 4 in this respect. Uh, think on these things, uh, be engaging in these, teaching, admonishing, and then just having thankfulness in your heart. Uh, so I'll give you an example. Uh, when we talk uh, favorite movie genres, okay, I'm going to tie this in. So let me ask you, give me your top three favorite movie genres. My first would have to be like a superhero type movies. I don't know what genre that falls in necessarily. Action. Com- comic book, okay. action type. Okay. So, you know, Avengers, things like that. Right. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, probably... Uh, I don't get to watch them very often, but probably more like a documentary type. But it has to be a specific kind, like you know, like the Case for Christ was a, is a good movie, um, things like that. So more more of informative, I guess, less entertainment, more informative. And then the third one would have to be comedy, but that's getting smaller and smaller. It's harder and harder to find. Uh, I don't want to say innocent, but. Um, comedy that I can watch and not feel convicted yeah. by the end of the movie. <laughs> wholesome, wholesome. Yeah, there we go. That's yeah. a good way to put it, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I should have thought through the answer before I asked you the question, but but probably near the top of my list would be romantic comedy, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy because those are otherwise known as chick flicks. You know, <laughs> So I kind of... Feel silly there, but but one of the reasons, and and, and maybe not even just romantic comedies, but even even a, a well done romance or epic or something like that, one of the reasons that I have appreciation for that genre is because when I read that story or I watch that that movie, mm-hmm. uh, it it helps me think through how much I'm blessed in my in my marriage, you know, with my right. with my wife, and so. Because uh, we have a really crazy story with all kinds of funny twists and turns, and you know some heartache mixed in there, so it's a really I mean, it could be a, just a fantastic uh, movie, you know. <laughs> but uh, so so I, as as I may watch something like that, I'm I'm just always filled with great thankfulness and appreciation. And I'll, I'll uh, you know if I if if I tear up a little bit, I'm. I'm uh, thanking the Lord for my wife, and so we're just having those conversations. And I think of this last phrase in Colossians 3.16, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Now, it's talking about music as a genre, you know, there. There's also the aspect of story there with one another with psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. And and while uh, the the psalms uh, were often musical, they, they weren't all. Uh, involving instruments, so some of its story, and I think back to uh, Exodus 15, uh, and the, the song of Moses and Israel. When Moses and the sons of Israel sing this song to the Lord, and what is it that they're singing? It's a musical. They're singing. You know, uh, I will sing to the Lord. He's highly exalted. Horse and rider. He's hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. This isn't. This is an epic right here. It's just. It's communicated in song. Uh, they don't have. HDTV or anything like that. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I think the media that's available at the time is being used to honor and worship the Lord. Right. Uh, now, let's take a chapter, for example. Take a, uh, Exodus 15, 
the last part of verse 2, the horse and its rider he's hurled into the sea. Okay, so that's, that's focusing on the work of the Lord, right? Uh, how about 5, uh, 15 verse 5, Exodus 15 verse 5. The deeps cover them, they went down into the depths like a stone. God's not mentioned in verse 5. Uh, right. Can you imagine a story or a scene in a movie that's focusing on th uh, the water rushing over these armies and them dropping like a you know like stones? Like stones. Mm -hmm. uh, so in that instance, there's story, there's narrative, there's descriptive happening, and that's part of a bigger narrative that's designed to honor the Lord. So I guess my point would be in in looking at media. Uh, whether it's movies or, or books, and I'm, I'm more, for me personally, I almost never read a nonfiction book. My reading is all uh, involved in, uh, well, I take that back because I do read a lot of uh, other, uh, other religions and, and philosophy, and most of that's fiction, right? So I do read some fiction, but I mean uh, fiction intended to entertain. Right. This is, right, uh, yeah. what I'm talking about is fiction intended to be nonfiction, but it fails miserably. <laughs> uh, so for me, I'm, my reading is more about information and research rather than uh, just relaxation and, and, uh, and rest. Whereas uh, movies, I'll, I'll enjoy looking at different movies for the, the story mm -hmm. and um, some of the overall themes um, in, in, in two tracks. One would be so that I'm thinking on these things, the honorable and, and praiseworthy things. And then the other side of it is so that I'm being aware of what's happening in the culture, the agendas that are there, how they're, how uh, some of these artists are trying to persuade the next generation. That's really important too. Uh, so as I've taught philosophy at different places over the years, uh, I, I do rely a lot on philosophy and film because People, younger people in those settings, uh, they might not connect with an illustration from from real life or mm -hmm. something like that. But you'd say, you know, okay, who, who's uh, who's seen the latest Avengers movie? Well, there's a scene, you know, these two characters having this interaction. They're like, oh yeah, I get that. It's yeah. just it's their language, right? Yeah. So, I guess back to Philippians four, you know, it says uh, we'll just use one of the one of the uh, categories Paul gives there. He says whatever is true. You know, think on, think on, dwell on these things, or think on these things. Um, so as I will, you know, use the Avengers. You could really do any kind of comic, you know, movie, and it's fiction, right? It's fake. Thor doesn't actually exist, unfortunately. You know, I, I love Thor, but he doesn't. He's he's not real. And so wait, what? I know, I know. It's it's an epiphany. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, I so obviously, that. he would not be. True, right? It's not truth. It doesn't exist. Um, so, how do you approach watching a movie such as The Avengers? And and you know some of the some of the things you'll some of the I guess themes you'll receive from some of these movies. They're not pure. They're not going to be honorable. Um, they're certainly not right. Sometimes you know they're not true. Sometimes they're false. Sometimes they're not even valid. It's not even a good <laughs> a good argument. You know, it's inconsistent or whatever. Um, so how, how can I say, well, I'm, I can watch this, um, and I, I believe I can truly watch this and still be honoring to the Lord, um, and still be true, still stand true to, to a, a verse like verse 8 in chapter 4 of Philippians. What does that look like? Okay, so let me throw three more passages at you. Uh, 
it's it's a fantastic question. Um, so first of all, here's one uh, Acts seventeen twenty eight. In this, uh, Paul is talking to the Athenians, and he's talking truths about God, saying, "In Him we live and move and exist." And then he says, and even as some of your own poets have said, we are also his children. Now, those poets are not talking about God singular. You know? right. those, those poets are coming from a totally different worldview. Paul is utilizing the, the, the media, the literature that that culture is familiar with. He understands it. He couldn't make that quote unless he knew it, right? right. Unless he was aware of the quote. So he's, he's well-versed in their culture so that he can communicate to them from a vantage point of of their culture. Now he's drawing them out of it, pointing them to Christ, uh, but he shows that being aware of culture is very important and to be aware of culture you have to you have to study it, right? Really uh, comes down to almost like a discernment. Yes. You know, I, I have to uh, I have to know this, and then I can discern, pull out what's true, leave what's not. And then even the stuff that I leave that's not true, I can still use, especially because in, in the culture, like so in the culture we live in here in America, the Avengers and all those things, those are like, like you said earlier, it's it's really kind of teaching our next generation certain things. And so if we're unaware of those things, I can't, I can't teach you know, biblical principles and, and, you know, say, hey, this is what you're consuming. This is where it's wrong. This is what's true. Almost so. So you're almost approaching it from a, I'm watching this and I'm discerning, you know, through the filter of God's word, what's, what's true, what's accurate, what's not. And right. then I can talk to that. Almost like Paul did here. He pulled out something that he could use from their culture to teach Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well put. And Paul takes it a step further in Galatians 4, uh, 21 and following, and, and specifically verse 24. Uh, he's, he, he says in 21, Tell me you want to be under law, do you not listen to the law? It's written that Abraham had two sons, one by the bondwoman, one by the free woman, but the son by the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and the son by the free uh, through the promise. And so he takes this truth, now this real thing in life, this historical event, and he, in verse 24, he says, this is allegorically speaking. Uh, and so he is using a metaphor, and he says, these are two covenants. Well, he's just talked about two women. These are actual women. And he's now, in verse 24, using them to illustrate a truth. These women are two covenants, one from Mount Sinai bearing children. Uh, that's Hagar. Uh, and then uh, Jerusalem above is free. Verse 26, she's our mother. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's, he's teaching this truth, telling a story using a historical, uh, two historical people and locations and kind of launching off of that. And he tells us, so, so that our hermeneutics don't get out of whack, he tells us that he's now engaging in metaphor, right? Right. So we still interpret that in the normal sense, but he's just telling us this is a, a metaphor. So, in other words, story and, and allegory and metaphor uh, can be a helpful part of teaching truth. Now, a third passage that deals with your question directly of what does it look like, I think about Ecclesiastes chapter 3, the first uh, eight verses. You know, there's a point in time for everything, a time for uh, every event under heaven, 
Time to give birth, time to tie, plant, plant, uproot, kill, heal, tear down, build up, weep, laugh, mourn, dance, throw stones, gather stones, embrace, shun embracing, uh, search, give up is lost, uh, keep, throw away, tear apart, sew together, be silent, speak, love, hate, war, peace, right? All these things. Mm -hmm. So the things that are true, think on these things, back from uh, Philippians 4, and Solomon is telling us here in Ecclesiastes 3 that there's an appointed time for everything. In other words, even it, it, these contrasts, uh, uh, war and, and peace, those contrasts, there's a time for each. There's a time for love. There's a time for hate. So there's an appropriate, there's appropriate story about hate that can help us think through that, to think on these things that are praiseworthy and wholesome. Sometimes it's by showing a negative example, right? So it doesn't always have to be a positive presentation of a, of a truth. It can also be illustrating uh, that, that positive truth with a negative example, right? right. So I would, I would look to Ecclesiastes 3 for diversity in, in media and narrative and story. Uh, that there are many different truths that we can consider in many different ways uh, and many different colors we can use in the in the painting, if you will. Right. So how do you discern, you know, almost a, a, a timing? I guess there's, I guess what I'm trying to get at is I think there is a balance because, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm called to, to do things through Scripture. I'm, I'm told as a believer to act you know, do ministry, be, be involved in that. And in your ministry could be media. I'm not saying that that's not the case, but I'm saying in a, in a such a fashion that I am, uh, like, for example, last night, just watching a movie with my bride, taking time to be entertained and to relax and, and those things. What What is a good balance? And I'm not necessarily saying it's going to be the same for everybody, but, you know, when do I know, okay, I can watch this and it's going to be beneficial to me and whoever else is entertained with me and then when am I going okay I'm just, I'm just wasting time watching or, or listening or whatever you want to call it great question great question again I think we're dealing with principles that we have to apply and use discernment so I would uh, I would look to 1st Corinthians 10 verses 31 through 33 as as a couple of key principles undergirding that decision uh, now, before we hit that, uh, those passages, I think through a number of proverbs that that talk about industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't mean manufacturing; I mean personal industry. You know, consider the ant that that kind of thing. The, right. The idea of there's a, there's a time to rest and there's a time to work. You know, uh, the the Sabbath, for example, in the in, in the Mosaic Law, the Sabbath was not a day of worship. Every day was a day of worship. The Sabbath was designed for rest. They were supposed to do no labor and, and be refreshed. And while we're not under that law, uh, there is a principle, I think, that comes from creation, you know, that God ceased from his activity and uh, from his creative work. Uh, I think there's a principle we can draw that, that rest is in, very important. Uh, and uh, there's, there's got to be time for refreshing. Now that should be our our default should be to go to the Word and be refreshed in our relationship with our, our Lord, uh, to spend time with the, the brothers and sisters in Christ He's given us to be refreshed by them. Uh, 
But in addition to those things, there's also uh, other means of refreshment. And that's where we arrive at in 1 Corinthians 10. Notice 31 through 33. Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all the glory of God. We've hit that passage a number of times. Might mm-hmm. even be our theme yeah. passage so far. But <laughs> the idea there is uh, there's a purpose for eating. Uh, and there's a purpose for, for drinking. And sometimes drinking can be to sustain our bodies. And sometimes it can be refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's very legitimate. Uh, but if if we get out of balance and the drinking for refreshing becomes our priority, we're no longer glorifying God. We're simply pursuing a, a lust. And I think the same thing can be true of uh, of media and uh, whether it's reading, movies, social media. Uh, uh, we can we can be refreshed in some areas, but we can also then go too far. And uh, I think there's the point where you lose time, you know, and you realize, oh, goodness, I've, I've been on Facebook for five hours now, right? <laughs> and then, then maybe there's an imbalance there. Right, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's that principle in verse 31 that whatever I'm doing, if I ask the question, is this glorifying God, uh, and I can't answer yes, then I need to reassess it. Because maybe I'm missing an important way that God is glorified in that particular activity, or maybe it's just something I shouldn't be engaging in. A second thing would be in verse 32, give no offense either to Jews or Greeks or the church of God. That's everybody on the planet. There's, right. there's nobody else. So uh, personally, I might, I might watch a movie that, uh, that helps me think through things that are uh, worthy of praise and things that are true. Or that help me understand the culture and help me engage and help me communicate better with others. But it might be a movie that if I communicated to someone else that hey, I'm I watched this, you should watch it. That I could cause them to be, you know, I could that could be a stumbling block. I could cause them to stumble. Right. Uh, so generally, it's why in in uh, classes we get to we get to share a classroom these days. You you'll hear me say. Uh, now, I'm not recommending this movie, right? Cause, <laughs> but I'll use those as illustrations a lot. But I, I, I don't want to recommend because I don't want to be a stumbling block to right. somebody. So that, that first principle in verse 31 of glorifying God, that's the point. It's, it glorifies Him and honors Him to be ref- refreshed and to work hard. Verse 32, the idea is not giving offense to anybody. So being really careful that that's literally uh, not causing someone to stumble. And that's uh, uh, pretty important. And then that third point in 33, uh, just as also I please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, the profit of the many. So again, I'm not trying to cause people to stumble, but there's a purpose for that so they may be saved. So if they're unbelievers, so they they may come to know Christ. And if they are believers, so they can be edified and built up. So I don't want to cause them to stumble. So I may keep some media habits and choices to myself where others I might be a little more outspoken about. So is that the, I mean, is that the, I mean, the purpose is in 31 to glorify God. Yes. Right. That's the overall, the overall theme of why am I doing what I'm doing? Right. Why are we doing Renovation Podcast? Our purpose is an attempt to glorify God. What Amen. We're doing. It's the, an attempt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and But so where does the, um, in verse 33, just as, uh, you know, I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of the many, so that they may be saved. Which, so that that's almost like, is that like a sub 
purpose, almost to glorifying God, that would result in God's glory? Yeah, yeah. And so you have that purpose clause at the end of verse 33, in order that. So the in order that there, what's being done for the purpose is, uh, is pleasing all men and all things, not seeking my own profit, right? So I'm seeking their profit. So it's not about... I'm just a people pleaser, you know, just trying to meet the whims of everybody around me. Boy, we'd be in awful shape. Right. But the idea of not being offense, an offense or offense, we don't want to be offense, <laughs> uh, but being an encouragement to those around us so that if they don't know Christ, they can, they can see him, you know, and if they do know Christ, that they're built up. So that 33, when it offers that purpose clause at the end, it's not the purpose for everything. It's specifically Paul's purpose in trying to please people uh, or, or to uh, uh, maybe you could say it better in a, in a negative sense, not trying to offend people uh, is so that they can, be, they can have a closer walk with the Lord. So our overall purpose in media in the life of the believer is to use that media to glorify the Lord. Right. You know, and part of, maybe here's a practical way. So you're, you're sitting there watching a movie with your, your lovely bride, or I'm sitting there with my lovely bride watching a movie, or, you know, with my, uh, our kiddos or whatever. And uh, it may be that the, the subject matter of that movie is really rough, mm-hmm. really difficult. Uh, and it's reflecting the culture of our day. It may be uh, if I am just enjoying that passively without any discernment, that that's not glorifying God. But maybe if I am engaging in that and using that as an opportunity to teach my 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 kids, especially being able to, for them to learn discernment and and see agendas coming through, then 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 that would be kind of fulfilling a part of Ephesians six, you know, training up uh, your children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So. It can be the same activity, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm doing it for the wrong reasons and with the wrong mindset, it's not glorifying God, not honoring to Him. And if, uh, on the other hand, if I'm doing it for the right reasons with the right mindset, then it is. Just like what Paul is talking about in 1 Corinthians 10, right. uh, that the drinking or the eating uh, can be stumbling blocks or they can be perfectly okay. Right. So it's, there's other factors involved. Mm-hmm.